my God, Rob, this has got to be by far the worst birthday party ever. Get away from the door. Oh my God. <sighs> oh. What the hell? Are those are those the walking dead at the door? They're, they're just, oh. hold the door tighter. Oh my God, leave it to Alan to decide to perform a satanic rite for my birthday to raise the dead. Who yeah. does shit like that? That's, oh my God. You know, I oh. I thought last year's birthday party was bad, but I mean, this, this is kind of, this this one takes the cake. This is pretty horrible. Who, uh, who and it's my party. Who asked the guest of honor to bring their own scented black candles to the party. I mean, and, I should be getting gifts, not bringing them. Right. And why is he dressed like a D&D dungeon master? He's so pompous. He's such an ass. And this is all his fault. Oh, my God. Get away from the door. Oh, my Jeez. God. They're at the windows now. Oh. I mean, the boat's so far away. Oh How the... God, Rob, I hate this so much. I, I don't want the dead to touch me. Oh. It's like we had to draw this badly drawn pentagram in sidewalk chalk, which Fucking is... Fucking sidewalk chalk. Who even... Children use that, not pronouns at all. Yes. And like, oh who the God. hell... Where do you get powdered roadkill possum blood? I mean, that's just ridiculous. This is so... And then who agrees to hide in a casket just to jump out and scare someone? I, I peed myself. I, yeah, you and me both, my friend. This is just, it's not working out well for a birthday party at all. This is, I don't even want cake. No, keep There's, them away from the door. Away from the door. They're not listening. Oh. Anya's like freaked out. I think she's high, just between you and me. She's freaked out. This is not going well. Dude, she's, they're getting she, in. They're yeah, getting in the she's house. rolling on acid. Oh, definitely. This is bad. Oh. This is Worst birthday ever, Rob. I don't see a way out of this for us, honestly. No, it's pretty bad. It's been nice knowing you. Yeah, you too, my friend. Uh, it, it was fun while it lasted, but I don't think we're going to do next year. Mm-mm, this is it. Alan, you're not really going to take that thing back to the cottage. I, Alan, take this body. Yeah, and welcome to it. You deserve everything you're getting. <laughs> There's no business like show business like... And I think, in time, we may get even closer. I'm going to take your scraps and feed them to my dog. Well, that's all right. Just keep a stiff upper lip. <laughs> oh, yeah. They had such a wonderful time. They laughed and laughed and laughed. That is, until Orville's friends popped in. Then they screamed and screamed. such a lovely time. It's too bad nobody ever told them children shouldn't play with dead things. <laughs> all right, all you Midnight Mass Creature cast fans. It is that time of year again. It's spooky Halloween and my birthday. So Rob has been kind enough to let me do another bonus surprise episode. Surprise, oh. surprise, surprise. <laughs> exactly. And I got to pick this one. And this is one of my all-time favorite movies. It is 1972's Children Shouldn't Play With Dead Things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Directed by Bob Clark. Now, you may be asking yourself, wait a minute. Is it that same Bob Clark who brought me uh, Black Christmas or Porky's? 
from 81 or Porky's 2 from 83 or A Christmas Story from 83? And I would have to say, yes, it's that same director. He's a multifaceted man. He also did the incredibly spooky Dead of Night from 1974. And I bring that up because a large majority of people in this film were also in that movie. Now, this film was written by one of by Bob Clark and one of the stars, Alan Ormsby. And in the movie, he plays like the director of this acting troupe who goes kind of to this little secluded island to perform a satanic rite to raise the dead, yeah. which unfortunately works. <laughs> um, now, Alan didn't really act very much, but he wrote a lot. Uh, not only did he write this one, he also wrote Deranged, um, which was loosely based on Ed Gein or Gein, however you want to say it. He also wrote the remake of Cat People with Natasha Kinski. And, uh, oh gosh, I'm drawing a blank. Oh, from A Clockwork Orange. Oh, like, uh, Stanley Roddy, Kubrick? Well, yeah, but the, the actor, Roddy. Oh, Roddy McDowell. Or yes, Malcolm you. McDowell. Malcolm, Malcolm McDowell. Yeah. I always do that wrong. Malcolm <laughs> McDowell. Roddy McDowell is the one that I think is cute. Okay. And he also did Popcorn, which is a kind of underrated, underrated like 90, uh, 90s slasher. Now, in the film... Um, one of the actresses that joined him on this little, well, I don't know what you'd even call it, like horribly <laughs> planned uh, trip is Anya. And her last name, the actress is Anya Ormsby. Um, and at the time, she was actually his wife. Okay. Now, yes. She's the space cadet in this one who I'm assuming she's probably like tricked out on drugs or she's just like one of those hippie, trippy, dippy chicks. Yeah. Um, like she, she really played that part. Uh, rather well. I mean, she was out there, way out yeah. there. Yeah, I'm not sure she's acting. Anyway, um, <laughs> she was also in Dead of Night. Then we've got the, now, there's not many people in the film, so I tried my best to like, kind of give them like little descriptions. So in my mind, out of the other two uh, actors that we see from the boat, Paul is the hunkier of the two. He's the one in the green sweater with the beaded choker on. Um, and his, that's Paul Cronin. And there's a zip from this gentleman. I, I, I know nothing else this man's done. He's got a girlfriend in the movie. Who's the uh, cute ingenue of the troupe. And that is Terry. And mm. she's played by Jane Daly, who also did dead of night, but she did one episode of, I think, Star Trek generations. And she did one episode of the X-Files. And she's still working. Like out of all the thespians involved in this, she's like still working. I have a question to ask because there Go was- Go for it. Of course, like, all right. So coming from my perverted mind, I noticed okay. immediately um, that she wasn't wearing a bra and it was like her nipples were trying to escape that yellow sweater. <laughs> and so they knew they, they knew what was coming. Yes, like, I wonder. Get out of here. <laughs> I wonder if uh, uh, Bob Clark had specifically like requested that, you know, because it's like plain as day. Anybody would notice that almost immediately, <laughs> except me. I've watched this a bazillion times. That has never stood out to me. No pun oh, intended. Man. Like she could put out an eye with those things. <laughs> I didn't. And she know. she's quite attractive. I mean, I do. I love this actress. <laughs> I love Terry. I I actually love everyone in their own little right in this movie. Um, they're so groovy. It's so very seventies. Like the clothes are like incredible. Oh man, <laughs> I had a problem with the the disco shirt guy. Um. Oh, Jeff. The the chubby one, he he looked like he yes. was in Porky's, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's Jeff. Okay. Uh, the actor is Jeffrey uh, Gillen, and he was also in Dead of Night, and he was also in A Christmas Story. Okay. Then the other one, the other uh, thespian from the boat, to me, she comes off, and not in a bad way at all. I don't, and I hope that doesn't offend anyone because I I I have I, I love her so much. She comes off as very Jewish to me. Uh, yeah, her name's and- Val. Didn't she like when she was summoning Satan? She did like, oh, the, yeah, like the gypsy the, Jewish voice or whatever the it was. Shtick, yeah, yeah, she did the yeah. whole shtick, yeah. Uh, and that's Valerie Mamchez. And there's no films at all that I, 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 she did like one other film, it was called Wanda, and that was it. So there's nothing I can recommend. Okay, then we get to our gay ghouls. Um, yes, the get who we don't see, like we see at the beginning, but we don't know that they're actually no part. You kind of have to pay attention, don't yeah, you? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so there's Roy, and that's Roy Engelman, and this is his only film cred. And then there's Emerson, who's played by Robert Phillip, only film cred. 
And then really the only other main people to talk about is the poor caretaker, who's Alex uh, Bard, Baird, B-A-I-R-D, only film cred. And then uh, Orville, who is Seth uh, Sclarely, and that's The Corpse. Mm. Again, no other films. So wow. That's our so this cast. is like a almost new, like, okay, out of all the people, uh, the girl in the yellow shirt, uh, Terry, right? She yeah. she is the one who continued on like uh, acting and stuff, but everybody yeah, else. Does. Jane, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Jane Daly is the only one who really seems to like want to be in front of the camera. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. But I'll say this. Okay. Well, and we'll get into this, but this is basically about like a small acting troupe who follows like the director of the troupe, you know, on this little excursion to the secluded thing. Mm-hmm. And I think they do a really good job of feeling like actors if that makes any sense yes they they especially alan oh oh alan's so pompous he's the leader he you just hate him you hate him in my mind that's exactly what alan ormsby is (laughs) (laughs) he does a very good job convincing you that he's just this pompous ass that you would hate automatically yeah even has even has an ascot i believe doesn't he have a scarf tied around his yeah he does does yeah he sure does he is like this character to a T. <laughs> he's All got right. the Technicolor dream, the the dream oh, pants. Yeah, and- <laughs> Joseph and the Technicolor. Yeah, he's got it all. <laughs> uh, I must admit, though, I do want a pair of the uh, colorful horizontal striped pants. I-, I would rock those every day of my life. <laughs> his, I liked his mustache and uh, like his his beard. That whole thing. Oh it, yeah, it the was- whole. I would like. This is my time. Like the horrible, gaudy 70s clothes. I'm all about that scene. I would rock all of these. Oh, I liked everything except for that stupid disco shirt. I have such a problem with that. Oh, with Jeffy's shirt. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a white with like a almost like a raspberry apricot pattern on it. Yeah. And then he's got it's it tucked tight. in. He's got it tucked yeah. into his pants. Uh, Which just, are white. Am I right? Are they? Are they? Uh, I don't remember, but or is that Terry's all white? Someone's got, I think there's more than one pair of striped pants, by the way. Yeah, there is. <laughs> I can't remember who had, oh, the, uh, Anya was the one wearing the toga dress. Oh, uh, Anya. I yeah. love Anya. Yeah. I love Anya so much. She would just smell like patchouli. Yeah, she would. <laughs> she would just smell like patchouli, straight up patchouli. And yeah, she would, her totally eyes would be huge and she'd tell you that you're going to die. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. And for some reason, she's the only one that would be too creepy that the Manson family wouldn't even let stick around. (laughs) (laughs) They'd be like, get that chick out of here. She's freaking out, Charlie. Yeah, she's killing my vibe, man. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) So our film opens, and I love the way they do this because, excuse me, because the film opens with like little brief glimpses, and they're kind of like free freeze frames and then they go to like some of the credits and you know and then freeze frame again so you're really not quite sure what's going on and you know what but, uh is is very unsettling right away is those weird sound effects where it's flanged and it's wow 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 inside oh, of like a pipe or something it's it's very it's weird. so weird like the the soundtrack is a character in and of itself i yeah. feel yeah it's weird it's trippy it's just bizarro so it's nighttime in a cemetery. We've got a caretaker coming upon like two grave robbers. And then there's like a, like a jump scare scene is the one turns around like to face the caretaker. So we get that jump scare. There's like an attack. Mm-hmm. Then you see like the bloody hand coming over, like the, the, the cross of a, like a, a tombstone cross. Um, and then you get the second ghoul with the lantern approaching and uh, he joins the first one over an open grave. Uh, and then we see the one removes the Orville corpse out of the grave. Uh, the second one's helping him out. And they lay Orville. Um, uh, the one, the one uh, Roy lays in Orville's coffin and the second one begins to bury him. Mm-hmm. And then the second one drags Orville away. And then we see like nighttime. It's like a, the bay and then the boat carrying all the acting troop and Alan like, yeah. kind of like lands on the secluded island. And while that whole uh, scene was going on, I was, I wrote down, I have no clue what is happening here. No. And I think that makes it all the more unsettling. Yeah. Because it, it will all fall into place later. But you have, like you said, you have no clue what's going on. It's creepy, but you have no clue what's going on. Right. Like I thought the dead were already arisen 
or you know right like, yes exactly yeah that's it's kind all of the very tone. creepy yeah yeah all very creepy now this is shot in florida but in in my mind this seems way more like louisiana and i don't know why i always made this louisiana in my head it does feel i also got um like potter's field in new york kind of vibes there i could see especially with the acting troupe yeah yeah but yeah um so <laughs> They've landed on this island and already like Paul's not happy about it. He's the the, the woman, the choker and the the hunky one. Uh, hunky, I'm using air quotes, hunky. Um, and then, you know, Terry's kind of griping about it being smelly. And they've arrived to basically dig up a dead body. I mean, everyone's all in on this from the get go. Yeah. Uh, and right away, Alan's a creep. Like there's no debating that Alan's a creep. He's just awful from the get go. He's well, he's holding it over their heads because he's. Oh, like, yeah. You don't get a paycheck if you don't follow through with exactly what I want. You know? Well, yeah. And then he's making that like, was it the primal juncture rule where basically he gets to sleep with Terry because she's new? Oh, yeah. And like she said, yeah. well, I got you something like uh, I'm not virginal. So you, you right. kind of lose out there. And then I was like, whoa, she lost her virginity when she was a brownie. Isn't that like <laughs> very, very young? <laughs> I don't think she's being legit serious. I think she's being sarcastic. OK, I was like, yeah. wow, man, they're taking it dark. No, I think she'd be sarcastic. But I will say this. I love the 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 writing in this film. Like it's like right and left, like jabs and and like, you know, they're bar sparring back and forth and everything. Oh yeah. Especially like um the the girl in the red dress who was doing Val. yeah, she was doing the Jewish accent. Um I think like her and Alan share like a rivalry, like to be the Oh, best. most definitely. Yeah. Yeah. They're both very sharp tongued yep. with each other. Well, anyway, so um, Alan reveals also that there's a cottage about a hundred yards past the graveyard. They're going to get to that eventually. So they all take off on foot and uh, they notice there's a little bit of a light in the graveyard and everything. And then Alan spills the beans that the uh, place actually used to be a resort aisle. And um, it was uh, originally called the Sanctum of Satan, which is an amazing name for a band, I feel. I think so, too. Yeah. Or a gay bathhouse. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, and so he's kind of got given the the troop like the uh, graveyard tour tour of the place. And he's saying like paupers, you know, we're here and there's some recent burials and everything. And he takes them over to like the hollowed ground. And that's where the kind of group stops. And um we're kind of seeing that there's like a ghoul kind of like watching them kind of from a distance, like tucked behind trees and everything. Yeah. And didn't that remind you of, uh, from fear, no evil. Oh, totally. Except the, he wasn't <laughs> the gay vampire devil. Except was. He wasn't like nearly nude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but just like it had, it was, had a shawl draped over it and it was using it as like wings or a cape or something. Right, right, right. Um, and then, so, Terry and Jeff basically pick up on that they're being followed. And Alan just shrugs it off and says it's just evil entities. Uh, and then it's revealed that they have a shotgun with them, which kind of, you know. Uh, to me, like the presence of a shotgun makes things a little bit more intense. Mm -hmm. So and then he starts, OK, because this is the 70s. So you got to keep that in mind. So then like Alan starts playing on the fact that, you know, oh, maybe it's just a hippie cult leader. And, you know, maybe this is like a perfect place for like a mass murder to happen and everything. And that's all, you know, the group's already tense and that's just making them right. more <laughs> upset. That's that's not helping matters in the least. Not at all. No, not at all. So they get, you know, they're getting closer to the cottage. And this is where he reveals that um, the former caretaker is now in an insane asylum after he killed his wife and two kids. Um, and then he was replaced with another one. Uh, and then he kind of lets it just kind of trail off and we'll find out more about that caretaker later. Uh, it's boarded up though, which I'm like, was this planned or did he just pop in? I like, I'm still unclear because it doesn't seem like anyone's expecting the arrival of Alan and his acting buddies here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Paul, Paul has got to break in and he starts screaming. So you don't know what it is until He's inside and in spiders. He hates spiders and there's a bunch of spiders. So the group's terrified until they realize it's just him being upset about spiders. I thought he stepped on a nail. Oh my God, <laughs> that that'd be scream, horrifying. That oh, scream, man. that was like the scream of a man who stepped on something sharp. Yeah, that was horrible. So he's got this giant trunk that he's like had uh, Jeff and Paul like drag along with him. 
And so once inside, he starts divvying up all these like chores, like Anya's got to clean. And then he, he tells Jeff to fix the window that Paul broke. And there's like all these rats in the kitchen, everything. And then Alan and Terry and Paul and Terry and Paul are a couple. You could tell that they're, they're like kind of intimate. Yeah. Um, they head upstairs with Alan to kind of have a look around the place. And this is where Alan reveals that the other caretaker uh, had hung himself on the premises. So Terry makes the comment that all of this talk makes her feel like she's in a grade B horror, grade B horror movie, which I think is quite funny because they kind of are in a grade B horror movie. Yeah. they are. <laughs> <laughs> so Terry and Paul leave him and they descend, descend downstairs. But as you notice, the camera lingers on Alan a little bit and he's kind of peering off down into the cemetery. Yeah. And that we get that caped figure once again. Yeah. Yeah. So clearly there's something going on down there. Anyway. So downstairs, Val and Jeff are kind of talking about ghosts. And then Anya's like letting her freak show. And she's talking about like, she's always wanted to be in the presence of a ghost. Uh, and, um, you know, people create their own demons and that something's going to happen tonight. She can feel it. Yeah. Um, you see how big not her eyes get to it. Oh, like, they're huge. She yeah, really like plays like, that up. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Alan arrives downstairs with a rifle and he's got a trunk full of like Bane and he's got this like book and he's got this blue satiny robe thing on. <laughs> Which so, I immediately, I was like dungeon master vibes. Totally, totally. So it's basically 1130 and he's waiting for midnight because that's the best time for a summation, a summation, sorry, summation. Uh, and the group is like, you know, come on, fess up what's going on. So. Paul, I think it was Paul. He's like, you know, you owe us an explanation. And Alan's like, I owe you nothing. He's like, you can quit whether, you know, if you want to, whenever you like. Yeah. And then he explains that he's got the grimoire and he's got spells and counter spells and all that. He could call forth the dead and they're going to serve him always. And uh, the island is a perfect place to do it because it's got consummate evil. It's got a curse on it. And there's fresh cadavers to work with. And they're going to go to the cemetery and they're going to exhume a corpse. So the guys drag along the trunk and they settle on Oral Dan's Dunworth. Um, and they decide that he's the lucky stiff. They're going to dig up, passed away in 1929. Uh, and he just, I'm sorry, born in 1929, passed away in 1971. So he's pretty much recently deceased. So the men begin to dig. And did you, Anya's like all ready for this. She's right by the crypt. She's like so excited. Oh, yeah. I think she's <laughs> so, the only one who was excited about this, except oh aside God. from Alan. So like, I think she's more excited. I'll be honest with you. Like, this is like <laughs> Christmas for Anya. Oh, she's she's seeing like visions of God. She's like in a, in a psychedelic plane right there. <laughs> oh, holy cow. And the yeah. guy, I wonder what color she's seeing as well. Anyway, so... Jeff opens up the coffin and they all look on and someone makes a comment that the corpse looks like Dracula, which it kind of does. Yeah, it does. Like with the top hat and everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because, okay, anyway, so Jeff goes in to lift the corpse out only to be attacked. Right. And that that was our second jump scare or third. Yeah, yeah, right. And then Terry runs off to be attacked by the ghoul that was following them. <laughs> this is like you never should have ran off. No. So what has actually happened is earlier in the titles, all those scenes that you don't quite know what's going on. What was going on is Alan had two other actors, Roy and Emerson, um, probably the gayest couple ever captured on film. Oh, super gay. I mean, super that, gay. Their gayness is what kind of made 80s tv i think like you how you knew people were gay because like they were super super gay uh, yeah like there's not like even well okay A anyway let me finish the sentence okay so <laughs> <laughs> so what they have done is they got there early they tied up the caretaker of the premises who clearly had not hung himself because he's alive except if he lived there why was the house ported up but anyway that's neither here nor there um tied him up hidden his, his still alive body by a tree. Emerson buried Roy in the coffin because you can, they they said you could live with like an hour's oxygen there. So they got there right before the other guys arrived. Had everything in place so they could do this whole jump scare thing, you know, carry out Alan's evil bidding just to like freak out the group. Mm -hmm. 
Well, I kind of turned on him because, uh, let's see, which was, um, is it Roy? Yeah, Roy gets a bloody nose because he gets hit. He's mad about that. Oh, <laughs> yeah, because uh, the the big guy, what's his name? He was the one oh. punching punching the top hat guy. Yeah, and then I love that it's like the most girly shriek, but it's not Terry. It's actually Emerson that's screaming. <laughs> and then this is where it's revealed that Jeff has peed his pants. Um, <laughs> Multiple times. <laughs> yes. Now, I need to say, oh, what was it? Um uh, what would they say? Um, there's some mention about them trying to go straight, but you know, it's like played for laughs. Now I will say this in 72. I, I feel that just having gay characters in your film was probably kind of a big deal. Yeah. I think that was cutting edge back then because you, it wasn't something that everybody was willing to accept. Exactly. I also like now they are so st- like, I could see where someone watching this now will have a very knee jerk reaction negatively to these two characters. Okay. Mm. Okay. But I, I'm asking viewers to look a little past that because I, and in 1972, I also like that very clearly they are part of this group. Like they're not making fun of them. Like Val is like super sweet to them. Yeah. You know, and they're also a couple. Oh, they were a couple. I just you thought could they... tell by the you could tell by the way they're interacting that they are a couple. Okay, which I think is really cool. Like I, I mean, I understand they're super gay. I mean, you know, but I also think to some degree, kudos for Alan Ormsby for writing that in in the script, and kudos for Bob Clark for directing that in the film. I'm just going to say that. Yeah, I guess it okay. was kind of uh, a little more accepted in. In the arts, maybe. Exactly. Know? Yes. And that's why I think they fit in because yeah. it is an acting troupe. Yes. Totally, totally, totally. Okay. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> so um, they mentioned that, um, you know, uh, Val tells that, you know, uh, their uh, makeup a job, everything was really masterful and the setup was really good. And, and uh, they revealed that Alan and the, the two other gentlemen came out yesterday to get things set up and everything. And then <laughs> Val says, to Emerson, she's like, Emma, let me see your makeup and everything. And you can clearly tell that they're friends, you know, that they have this like connection. Yeah. Um, and then uh that's also where it's revealed that Alan is not done with this. He still wants to pro- proceed with the whole like satanic right thing w- using Orville's body. So Paul's mad about this. Terry's scared. And he's saying, you know, if you leave, that's fine, but you're fired. So he's yeah. still lording that over their head. So they must be making a, a good sum of money you know, for him to say, okay, you're not part of this and you're not going to get paid. Or are they just poor starving actors and any money is better than no money? All right. That, that's also true. I didn't think of that. Yeah. So and he also keeps calling Paul a slab of meat. Yeah. He's, <laughs> you'll, you'll hang there in, um, on the stage. And you won't move and you're just a slab of meat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and then Val is like, kind of like sarcastically stroking Alan's ego. Like, you know, she's like feeding him like barbed, like uh, compliments that she's really not meaning, you know, and everything. Oh, yeah. And uh, so Anya's in, <laughs> by now Anya's in the grave. And she's like staring up at everything. And she's like gazing at the scroll of immortality. And so they, you know, lay, lay Alan, uh, 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 they get Alan up. He was laying, no, Orville. And they kind of prop him over the tombstone because it's like a, a cross shape. So they drape his arms over. So he's like standing. Yeah. And the, so Jeff gets the candles and they draw that like uh, pentagram with chalk on his uh, casket lid and everything. And uh, Anya pulls out this envelope and it's got dried unborn baby's blood inside of it. Because it's a sovereign ingredient that they need. (laughs) So Alan goes around because he's not just wanting to raise one dead person. He wants a whole army of the dead to do, I guess, his bidding. Um, And so he starts sprinkling like the. Anyway, I'm sorry. He starts sprinkling the infant's dried blood all over all of the, like, 
graves of all the deceased because Roy Emerson and Jeff and Paul begrudgingly are just digging up one little shovel full of dirt and sprinkling the blood on there, Mm -hmm. which begs the question, how much blood does an unborn baby's body contain? Right. Or would there's a lot of graves that he's sprinkling this around. Yeah. Would Okay. So it's unborn. Like I'm assuming they're talking about like a, an aborted fetus and maybe like the placental blood or something like that. So I would assume not much blood at all. I, I don't know. I have no idea. But during this process is when Paul steps on that one grave and that corpse pops up because the roots had like weakened his coffin. Oh, that thing. So we hideous. get this. Yeah, so that thing pops up and it's like gross. And I, so I have okay. You know how I hate underwater horror. Yeah. I also hate the thought of something living dead touching me. <laughs> like it grosses me out. Like I don't want any part of that. Anyway, so this, so this thing is creepy. This wasn't living dead at that time though. It was just straight up dead. Yeah, I don't want that touching me. <laughs> um, and then like Anya's like, it, it's a sign because <laughs> she's just freaking it. So now they're all back at Orville's grave. And he's asked them all to kind of like kneel down and they have to invert their hands in like an inverted prayer. And he asked them to open their minds. You could tell that Anya's like totally into this. She's loving every minute of this. Oh, yeah. Um, she's seeing in like alternate dimensions. She is told she's all in while everybody else is like, I peed my pants again. Exactly. Exactly. And then so Alan goes into his whole, you know, rigmarole and everything. And then the music kind of swells, but then there's like nothing, not a nothing happens. And that's when Jeff makes the comment that uh, they must be out to lunch. And Alan snaps him to shut up, but still nothing's happening. Yeah. And then Alan starts like shouting at the devil, shout, shout at the devil. (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah. And then so Val's like, looks like a no show. And then that's when Alan gets all pissy. Yeah. And he's like, oh, he's like calling him a phony and a liar and everything. He's got like all these like taunts at the devil. So Val kind of flips it back on on Alan and then turns it on Satan himself. And she accuses Alan of just being a clerk and a bookkeeper. And she's like, let a real artist deal with this. And so she gets down on you know her knees and she goes into her rigmarole and everything, which I love this whole scene. Like I to me, this is like was it the chef's kiss you always say of the film? Like, yeah, this is great. Um, and as she's doing her thing, thunder starts to roll. So it's like, this is working. You know, yeah, I was like, holy crap. It, it's it's about to happen. It's it's it, on. Yeah, sh- shit's getting real on you. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, she gets done with her whole thing and everything. And uh, Alan's getting pissed at it. And she's like, yippee ki yay. And Alan's like, it's party time. <laughs> um, and so he's got to plan on bringing Orville back to the cottage with him and everything for his coming out party, um, which I think is kind of funny because, you know, coming out is like a gay thing. Right. That's what he's I thought. like coming out of coming out of his grave, coming out of the casket, as they would say in uh, True Blood. Yeah. But later it's revealed that he's going to marry Orville. Oh, yes. Yes. That's right. So is that it's all so weird to me. It's it, it's got many different weird layers to it. I don't quite understand. And I've I seen think, this a bazillion times. I think he did it. Like this is just my take from seeing it for the first time. Because I think I'm gonna go with you. Anya told him, like, you gotta respect the dead. And he's like, Hell with you, bitch. <laughs> I'm gonna do whatever I want to do because I'm a big spoiled brat. And I and I yeah. So like, yeah, that's that was my take on it. And I think he is an antagonizer and a button pusher. Yeah. 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 I think that's just his personality type. He wants to get under your skin and he wants to find out what's bothering you. And he already knows that this is working, you know, because like, uh, you know, Terry's like, you know, we got to show respect. This is like a, a dead body and everything. And this is where Alan's like, you know, you know, uh, dead people are losers. <laughs> oh, yeah. he's like, they're just manure manufacturing machines. And then Anya's like, you know, he's like, what do you think, Anya? She's like, well, we'll put him back. He'll like it. And I'm thinking, you're crazy, Anya. <laughs> so anyway, he demands that Paul and Jeff carry him back Roman style. And he uh, asks Emerson and Roy to stay back and fill in all the great fill in the graves and everything. And then uh, bring back the caretaker in the trunk, <laughs> which I don't understand, like what his plan with the caretaker, because clearly the caretaker's not in on this because they had to. 
uh, tie him up and gag him. So he's yeah. not in on this at all. And were they going to let the caretaker live? Because won't they be in big trouble for Yeah, you think they would. Yeah, yeah. I, I have no idea. I have no idea. And then I also like where she, Anya gives like Orville like dead flowers, a, a dead flower bouquet. <laughs> <laughs> dead flowers from the dead. Yeah. And then like, so Emerson, I like he makes that quip because he's all being all pissy that they have to stay back. He's like, wait till gay power hears about this. <laughs> <laughs> OK, so anyway, they're back at the cottage. And so Alan's behind Orville and he just like lets him fall face first to the floor. I know he's dead, but it's just like, boom. <laughs> yeah. At, right after Anya said you should re- treat him with respect. Exactly. Exactly. And, um, you know, he makes a comment that they're not even married yet. So Alan demands that they stand him or her or it up. And he puts like this white cloth on his head, like a wedding veil kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and he decides that Paul is going to be the best man. And uh, Valerie is going to be the family of the corpse. Because, <laughs> you know, you could tell he just doesn't like Val. Yeah. Um, and then Anya's humming like here comes a bride and everything. And Jeff's going to perform the ceremony. And Jeff's like, you know kind of in on this, you know, his own little actory way and everything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he asks if he's going to take a man and whatever he is. And um, we flip back to the cemetery where the, where the other two are working and they're kind of unaware that the ground around them is beginning to move a little bit. Yeah. Um, and uh, the, the open grave of that uh, thing with half its face missing, the finger starts to like shift a little bit. Yeah, it's pretty creepy. I don't like any of this. I'm just going to put that out there. This all <laughs> creeps me out. Um, I don't, I think I said this to you before. I don't like the thought of things, weird things happening like at night where other, where you don't see them, but they're still going on that, that I find yeah. that very unnerving. <laughs> well, it's kind of like um, when we talked about they, you know, things in the dark, you, you can hear, but you can't see what's going on. And, and that just makes it all the more creepy. Exactly. It's just super disturbing. So back at the cabin, they which this is just disgusting to me. I don't I don't want a dead person on furniture. But anyway, so Jeff and Alan are like bookending the corpse of Orville on the couch. And like Terry's not happy about this. Anya seems totally entranced with the whole thing. And Paul's like super pissed. So he's wanting the other two, Terry and Paul, to like join in the festivities and they're not having any part of this. Terry thinks it's just disgusting. And this is when like Alan turns on her. Um, and he like, again, starts like lording over her head that, you know, she can leave at any time. And, you know, if, if, if this is so disgusting, maybe she shouldn't be working for someone who's so disgusting and everything. And he can always just dig up a new ingenue and uh, she changes her tune and everything. And he makes her like grovel at, like Orville's feet basically and apologize to him and everything. And that's so, so weird because in the, in the beginning of the movie, she was so snippy, you know? Yeah. She's doing like a total turnaround. Well, while this is going on, you hear the thunder and it kind of draws Anya's attention out the window towards like the cemetery. Oh, and then yeah. in the cemetery, you see that tree truck kind of move a little bit. Yeah. Like, and then like a, yeah. You don't see hand, but you get, you get the impression that a hand is kind of pushing the dirt aside. Yeah, there's something moving that. Yeah. Well, Anya does a total turnaround and she heads back into the other room with everybody. And she starts pleading to be nice to Orville. And uh, she's like, you, you don't defile the, the, the beauty of death. And um, Alan just poo-poos this. He's like, whatever. And then Anya returns to the window. And then, you know, Terry's still groveling and everything. Back at the cemetery, the ghouls are still working. And then the camera pans to that exposed corpse. And that's where you kind of see it moving just a little bit. Yeah. So <laughs> now we're uh, got Alan, like, you know, starting to question Tally's, Terry's talent. Sorry, Terry's talent and everything. And Anya's like flipping her lid. She's like screaming, stop it. She's like, listen, listen, we've got to respect him. He'll respect us. And um, Alan is just like, nope, he's like just clay, he's mud. And Anya starts to freak out. And um, Alan starts to reveal, you know, Orville's fate. He's like, he's going to make him dog scraps. He's going to make bookends out of him. He might make a soup ladle. He might turn his remains into a mobile and everything. And you could tell that he's like taking pleasure out of her torment. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. But then, uh, and to me, this like is just like, what? He like slaps her in the face. Like, I did not see that coming. 
Um, and it's just jarring to me because it's like, because Anya's like sweet, like she's spacey, but like there's nothing about her that you would want to slap in the face. No, she's she's not like an irritating person. She's just like a no. total space cadet. Yeah, and that slap, it's almost, I don't know, it's like jarring. It's like, yeah, it's just unexpected. Anyway, so they're going to take Orville upstairs and Anya's still pleading with Orville now to like forgive us. And she's like, uh, you won't hurt us, will you? And she's like, no, please, no. And she's freaking out. And um, Paul and Terry are trying to console her. Uh, and then Anya's like, you know, don't touch it. It's evil. And uh, um, Alan just gets more and more angry with this. Yeah. So Anya's unconsolable upstairs in the bedroom Jeff and Alan have carried Orville up to a bed and they lay him on the bed. <laughs> and even Jeff now who was in on this, you know, at yeah. first he's like, you've gone too far with this. And Alan's and, just like taking it even farther. Oh my way. gosh. Yeah. So, you know, Alan just dismisses Jeff and tells him to get out. So downstairs, Jeff goes to check on Anya and Paul is like, we're going to leave. And Jeff's like, yeah, I think we should too. So Val agrees. Like we just all need to leave right now mm -hmm. so everybody up, needs to haul ass haul ass so upstairs alan is now lying next to orville in bed and he's like confiding in this corpse that you know he's going to be a great teacher and friend and maybe they can even get closer over time is this necrophilia what are we talking about <laughs> you'll learn to love me <laughs> oh my god it's so Weird. It's bizarre. And Alan, like, he really plays that role as though everyone around him is just his plaything to do as he pleases. Living or dead. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it makes no difference to Alan. <laughs> <laughs> so back at the cemetery, the one corpse that was exposed, um, Roy decides, and Roy's the one with the top hat, Roy decides that he wants the corpse's ring. <laughs> Bad plan. Because the corpse starts to attack Roy, which scares Emerson and Emerson flees, but he's also attacked. And I love the one scene where like Emerson's backing kind of like away from a corpse that's attacking him. And this hand reaches up out of the ground and basically like causes Emerson to lose his balance. And all these corpses just pile on top of him. Yeah. And like they just came out of nowhere. They must have been. Oh, in yeah. And there's so many corpses. Yes, 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 yes. Um, and then I love that panning shot of just all the corpses coming out of the ground. It's pretty cool. And I was waiting for the song. It's time to play. It's party time. <laughs> exactly. Well, which I love because Alan says that earlier. He says party time. It's party time. Oh, I didn't catch that. Oh, yeah. No, he does. Yep. Yep. What I find most horrifying is that scene of the caretaker tied up watching this play out. Yeah, and if he just, I think if he didn't move, maybe they would have walked right by him. I, I, it's still horrifying to me. I hate, I, I used to have nightmares as a kid and I would be hidden like in a log and like Dracula and the Wolfman and um, Frankenstein's creature would be roaming around and I would think that they didn't see me. And then all of a sudden one of them would like reach in and grab me after oh, I wow. thought they had like, oh my God, horrified me. <laughs> anyway, so, um, Emerson's being like eaten and then uh, Roy is being eaten and everything. He breaks free a little bit, takes off running. And then he realizes that Emerson, there's no hope for Emerson. So he's heading towards the cabin by himself. In the interim, that's when the dead spy the caretaker and they just attack him as well. Yep. Upstairs, Val's telling Alan, we're leaving. And Alan pulls that whole like, uh, you know, uh, employment card on her and she just doesn't care. Yeah, at this point, they're like, something's freaking Anya out, and she's weird enough as it is. Yeah, they're like, so. we're getting the hell out of Dodge. <laughs> so they go to leave, and you kind of hear, like, your typical zombie sound noise emanating from, like, further away, you yeah. know, where the cemetery would be. And, and just like, what? Oddly, like, monkey sounds there, too. Or, <laughs> like, a scream that sounded a lot like a monkey. <laughs> yeah, know. and then just like, what's that? And then all of a sudden, Roy, like, stumbles into the clearing and falls. And he's like, they're coming. And then that zombie horde is like right behind him, like right on his tail. So they grab Roy and head back to the house. And the men start barricading the door. And then Val starts helping him do that. And those the things are pretty spry. I mean, oh, yeah. These aren't your slow moving, you know, uh, Romero zombies. Yeah. Um, 
which you could totally feel the influence, totally feel the influence of Romero on this because it was only just a couple of years between Night of the Living Dead and this film. Yeah, I was going to talk about that, like the the way that the corpses were eating like the people. And I was oh, like, yeah, I'm getting yeah. total Night of the Living Dead vibes right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Terry's freaking out. Jeff's at first in denial, which I think you would be, too. Um, and then, you know, Val asked Alan, is this a joke? Um, and then all of a sudden those French doors burst open and there's more dead in there. And so Paul and Jeff go to, you know, close that. Eventually Val and Alan help with that as well. And Jeff gets attacked a little bit. And then like Val gets attacked a little bit. And then they break off a door to barricade the French doors with it. So they hammer that up and everything. Yeah. I, I was surprised to see Alan actually working to like, you know, save. Yeah. I mean, cause this is kind of what you wanted. I, I wonder if it was happening too quickly or I don't know. Cause it's like, you're kind of getting what you asked for, dude. Maybe he didn't think they would attack him. Uh, Maybe. Sure. Yeah. He seems pompous enough. Doesn't he? Yeah. 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 He does seem like that would be like something he would think. He'd be like, I am um, your master. You must obey right. me. Yeah. Well, and Anya and Terry are both useless. They've like <laughs> <laughs> Anya's checked out way out and Terry's just hysterical. Yeah. Um, so Jeff goes to check the other rooms and all of a sudden it's super quiet and you can just hear crickets and everything. Um, and then Paul and Val kind of like peer out and everything. And the zombies are just kind of like standing there and yeah, Val grabs I wonder, a flash. I wonder yeah, what that part was all about. Yeah. I, I don't know. So Val uses a flashlight and you know, like to check out back and everything. And she's like, they're everywhere. And they really are. They've just got the place surrounded. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, <laughs> I love how Jeff's like, why are they after us? I'm like, why, <laughs> why do you think? <laughs> Durr, you just like conducted some weird ritual and like you oh, made right, fun of the right, devil. And then, right. And then Paul, it reminded me of Pumpkinhead when uh, – <laughs> The one couple's like, why is he chasing us? I'm oh, like, I wonder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder. Um, and then Paul, like, finally clues in. He's like, you know, look at Roy. And Roy's like a mess, you know. And that's when Val checks on him and he's dead. Yeah. Which makes Terry way more upset. Um, which, again, he's a gay person and they are, you know, concerned about his well-being, which kudos to the film. Again, he's super gay, but still... These are straight people concerned about a gay friend's death. Okay. Anyway. Um, so by, by this time, Jeff realizes they've also more than likely gotten Emerson as well. So there's pounding and the group realized that the zombies are trying other ways to get in. I want to say this really quick and you may not feel the way I do. I have a hard time figuring out the layout of this house as far as the bottom level goes. Okay. As did I, but I also... Um, when they were searching the rooms for the zombies, uh, I thought the zombies were like climbing up the awning or something. Yeah. The Cause there's almost seems like there's one, it seems like there's the bedroom level, but there's like a mid level between mm-hmm. the main level and the bedroom. Doesn't yeah, it? It does. Yeah. yeah. It's so odd. Yeah. It's very weird. Okay. Um, so they're starting to head upstairs and then Val and Alan get a better view and they realize, um, or they, they they think that they zombies can't get up because it's too high, which basically <laughs> that kind of mindset, even in Return of Living Dead, it's like, but you're just going to trap yourself in my mind. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway. OK, so Val, um, to me, is the one grounded in logic. She's like, you know, someone's got to get to the boat. She's like, otherwise, we're just going to be trapped here. It's only a matter of time before they get in. So Paul, you know, he's like, well, the, there's a gun in the trunk, um, but there's way too many of them to run away from, you know, and there may be more out there. So Paul's going to make a run while the others go out in the front to kind of fight them off and cause a distraction. And so they have to tear down the barricade they just put up and outside in front, we've got Jeff again, Alan, which is interesting and Val and Terry, and they're going to create a distraction. And they've got like their hatchet and hammers and Terry's got a flashlight, which I would be like, no, I want something much more <laughs> deadly than a flashlight. Yeah. Um, and I found this strange that they would actually go back out and fight them when yeah. um, uh, Roy and the other, the other guy had shovels to like fend themselves against yeah, creatures. I think, with- just, I think it's desperation. They're like, you know, this is our only chance of, you know, getting someone to the boat. Okay. But, yeah. I just, yeah. I didn't even think Alan would be out there sacrificing himself. Like no, that, Alan's, know? Alan's the one that surprises me. Yeah. But yeah. Um, so Paul sneaks out the back, the group retreat back inside. Cause it's 
it's hopeless. They're not going to do anything. It was just a distraction. And that's when they hear that like wailing noise coming from the outside where Paul left. And that's when they realize that he's being eaten. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I guess Terry, they were smarter than you. All right. So Terry, for some reason, decides to just turn her back <laughs> to the zombies and just sob clinging to the door. <laughs> yes. That, oh, it, that was a sad, that was a sad one right there. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah. I noticed like when she got grabbed, it grabbed one of her breasts. I was like, watch your fingers. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. So it pulled her away. And then, you know, Jeff tries to help, but it's to no avail. Yeah. So he lost his girlfriend. Or yeah. wait, no. That, then, was that his girlfriend or was that yeah. Paul's girlfriend? No, no, no. Je- no, no. Terry was Paul's. Oh, Paul okay. got killed first. Terry was his girlfriend. She got killed. Second. Well, I'm sorry. I'm not counting Roy and Emerson. I'm sorry. Paul's the one who hated Alan from the get-go. Okay. Wasn't in green sweater guy with green the sweater. Okay. Yeah. Hunk, uh, the hunk of the group. The hunk of the group. <laughs> and then Terry, it was the ingenue of the group with the no bra. Yellow sweater. Yellow, Yellow sweater. sweater. Very good. <laughs> Yellow sweater, green sweater couple. Yeah. Okay. And well, I really don't think I don't think Val and Jeff were coupled. No, I think that no. they were just. Like, just, I don't think, I don't see Val as wanting to be with anybody. She's like a, a strong, independent woman. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. Yeah. But yeah, I, I just think they're, that, you know, fellow actors. Okay. So anyway, so Alan, of all people now, is in denial of what's going on. And Val just like turns on him and she like, you know, just flips out on him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's where Jeff gets the bright idea that the book might contain a counter spell. Yeah. And... Why didn't anybody think of this before? I don't know, but God bless Jeff. (laughs) So Alan starts to check and then he figures out that if they return the blood to the fire. So he throws the envelope into the fireplace, but they have to return the ceremonial corpse to the grave. Well, Mm -hmm. Orville's way upstairs and, you know, all the corpses, reanimate ones are outside um, and they have to read the incantation. And so I think that's where they half asked it. Like I, they might have been safe if they, like, you know, when he said the ceremonial words, the corpses kind of walked away. So it's like you can drag Orville back to his grave and probably finish the ritual. Okay, so let me ask you this. Okay. What about the blood they sprinkled? Do you think they had to burn all that? Well, didn't he burn, like, everything that was in the envelope? Yeah, but what about the blood he sprinkled? That's still out there. Oh, well, I think if he still got the 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 blood that was already sprinkled, then that's the same blood. So maybe it just kind of is. OK, accepted. it counts. Maybe. OK, yeah. it counts. OK, OK, OK. Um, and then so Val notices that there's something happening out there. So Alan continu- continues to read on and Val and Jeff notice that the zombies are retreating and she's like, it's working. Um, and then Alan has that line where it says return and sleep and everything's all quiet again. We got crickets. There's no sign of zombies. And so Val's like, we got to try it, you know, and so only take weapons and they decide to leave Roy because there's nothing they could do for him. Yeah. And so they get Anya and they all head out of the cottage. Um, and there's that creepy loon call, which is in every horror movie ever oh, made. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> now. <clears throat> they leave Orville upstairs. Right. I, they should have took him. Put his ass back in the grave. Finish. Yes, I was just going to ask you that. How different would things have been if they had drug Oral with them and stuck his... Yeah, I just wonder that. Okay, anyway, whatever. So they're heading towards the cemetery and you get that POV shot where that tells us that, hey, they're being watched and you get that zombie attack. It's a trap. <laughs> totally a trap. Um, They try to retreat. Did you notice Alan even then had like Anya in front of him? Yeah, he was. Was he trying to protect her or use her as a human? No, shield? I think he was trying. I think he was using her as a human shield. He's an ass. Yeah, he is. So Jeff and Val are trying to put up a fight, but it's useless. They're overcome. Alan and Anya retreat back to the cottage. The zombies bust in. They attack the couch and start eating, munching on poor Roy. Oh yeah, uh, and, and he's yeah. dead. Like I would think that they wouldn't even bother with him because he's already gone. You know. I was waiting for Roy to become a zombie. Me too. I honestly was. Yeah. That would have been so cool. Like if he, you know, had got his vengeance that way. Because I think this would have been our first ever on screen gay zombie, which I would have been down for that. 
but no, we don't get that. Anyway, so more bust through the French doors and Alan and Anya are backing up the stairs. Yeah. So they're facing the zombies. They're backing up the stairs. Again, Anya's in front of Alan <laughs> and he just decides to push her to the hungry horde coming up after them. And I got to ask you this, because I was watching pretty closely at this point. Did you see the way that zombie looked at Alan after he pushed her down the stairs? <laughs> like you bastards. It's like, you son of a bitch. I wouldn't even do that to one of my own kind. <laughs> <sighs> and then Anya, it's like, it's like, are you, are you getting what you wanted? Or are you coming to the realization that what you wanted wasn't at all what you thought it would be? Mm, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so he's up to the bedroom and he's locked the door. And they're trying to bust in and then you see the shadow and it dawns on him. He's just locked himself in there with a corpse, which is now reanimated and Orville attacks him. Yeah. And I thought Orville. All right. When he was creeping up ever so slowly, like Dr. Freudstein. um, Right. (laughs) At first I'm looking at it and Orville wraps his arms around. And I was like, he's embracing him. Maybe like, yeah, it's like a death embrace. Yeah. Maybe he thinks that they're married. (laughs) Right. Right. It's going to be the best honeymoon ever. Uh, He's like, Um, I'm going to rock your world, baby. Yeah. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the other one's bust. And I love how they do that. Like slow-mo thing. Yeah. The slow motion zombie assault. Yeah. Just like the beginning of the film. Yep. Um, callback. And then, uh, the zombies all bust in and then it's the base scene at night, just like from the beginning. And then you see all the shuffling <laughs> zombies are boarding the boat, which tells us they're probably just going to head off to the inland. Yeah, they're, they're sailing away. <laughs> and I wonder, like, it does bring up quite a few questions to me. Like, okay, so if they were brought back by a spell, uh, would they be bound to that island or are they free to walk the earth? You know, that I'm sort thinking of they're thing. free to walk the earth and do whatever they damn well please. And there's no stopping them now because no one's going to know how the hell they were. Right. Uh, That's pretty crazy. Brought, brought forth. Yeah. Now, I'm sorry. I totally jumped the gun. I apologize. 110 percent. Rob, when was the first time you saw this film? Uh, yesterday. OK. <laughs> so for me. This and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. They would play commercials, TV spots. When I was a little kid and I would stay with my grandparents and the TV spots terrorized me so much that I would run out of the living room and stand outside until I thought the the spots were over and I would come back in and inevitably they would not be over and they'd still be on. It would scare me even more. Oh, wow. So this movie scared me even before I ever saw the movie. And eventually it came on TV and I saw it and it terrorized me as a kid. Um, and I remember when I, you know, because as a gay kid. You know you're different. You don't know how, mm-hmm. but you know you're different. And so Roy and Emerson, like, I didn't like Roy and Emerson. Like, there was something weird, and I didn't, I did not like them. As I got older and I would watch it more, I, I kind of came to really, like, find them endearing and love them. And I really like them a lot now. I love that they're in the movie. Um, I can't tell you the amount of times I've seen this movie. Um, so did you like the movie, Rob? Yes, I did. I enjoyed it. Oh, are you lying to me, Rob? Cause it's my birthday. I would not lie to you. <laughs> <laughs> if I don't like something, I'll tell you. Oh, okay. No, Thank I you. found it enjoyable. And see, I have a thing. This was way before my time. So, oh, so way before, like yeah. so way before your time. Like, this is 72. It, yeah. Way before, like a couple of years before I was born. So, mm-hmm. um, it's uh, I always have that worry that since it's, you know, before my time in that regard, I won't like it or I'll find something. I'll just be bored with it. And so, like, that's why I'm mainly drawn towards like 80s and 90s films. Um, right. But this. No, I watched it and gave it a chance. And it was like at, from the beginning, I didn't know what the hell was going on. But then as the movie started rolling, I was like, oh, OK, yeah, I don't like this guy. He's an asshole. You know, that, that kind of thing. Um, and it was, I, I became invested in the movie yeah, like that. And so it, it has that little magic that kind of pulls you in. And I think that it, well, we got to give credit to Alan and Bob for the script, but I think that Bob Clark is very good at that with his films. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 I'm assuming you've seen some other of his films. 
yeah, I think so. Which ones okay. did you bring up? Porky's, um, Porky's 2. Okay, yes, uh, I've seen Christmas Porky's story, and Porky's Black too. Christmas. Christmas yeah. story, yep. So he's really good at storytelling, I think. And this one, it really, like, people complain that it's slow. But to me, the script and the characters and their interaction, it to me, it's just like, give me more, give me more. I I, I could just, like, watch them, like, play off each other for hours. I love, yeah. I love them so much. Um, I was six when this came out, by the way, people, it's not like I'm, you know, I was, I was a six-year-old when this actually came out in 72. Um, now I still find it creepy. Like you're on this Island. There's no one else around. You know, these people are, these dead things are breaking in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that would be horrifying. <laughs> Um, Especially that, on an island that you can't get away from. No, there's a boat. That's all you got, folks. You know, a boat you got to get to. Um, the satanic, uh, the, the the play satanic ritual that worked, mm-hmm. you know, that's awful. You know, I just, there's so much of this I still find creepy. Um, and I know the makeup is not like, you know, what we're used to today and everything, but I think it's still kind of gross. <laughs> oh yeah. And even like when Romero did night of the living dead, that yeah. wasn't the greatest makeup in the world, but it was still pretty convincing corpses. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's still super creepy. And this is PG. Oh yeah, that's right. I did see that. Uh, this is not a rated R film. This is a PG. No. And I think it's pretty darn super intense for a PG movie. Like I, I, I would be freaked out as a kid. Well, I was. Like if I saw this as a young kid, I'd be freaked <laughs> out. It's not even PG thirteen. It's just PG. Oh yeah, it's just PG. Yeah. Yeah, I would be super freaked out. And yeah. <laughs> so, would you recommend it to fans of Midnight Mass Creature Cast? Oh hell yeah! This cool. is this is a good old fashioned zombie fun with some. Uh, an asshole getting his just desserts. Um, it's absolutely perfect. I didn't think it was too slow because the way that everything kind of played its hand, you know, the, the movie slowly revealed itself. And oh, so yeah, yeah. it was like, I didn't find myself getting bored and I was like, Oh, this is too slow. This is dragging. No, it just, everything kept pace. And it's not, it's only like, uh, was it 87 minutes long? It's not super long. And I, I, I find it very, uh, entertaining, engaging. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I would totally recommend it too. I love this so much. Um, I think it's perfect for Halloween. It is. And if you love zombies too, it's just like, it's a, probably a, a diamond in the rough classic. You know, it's not, it's not, uh, Romero's night of the living dead or dawn of the dead or, any of that, but this is like a classic horror movie from the seventies. Oh, totally. Yeah, totally. Totally. So, you know, slip on those like horizontal, no vertical, vertical striped pants <laughs> and the, the tightest sweater you can find and get just your, pop it on, get your toga, your disco shirt. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. It's all good. But yeah, I'm so glad you watched this with me. Thank you so much. This made my day. Thank you for uh, opening my world up to this. Yay. Oh, it makes me so happy. <laughs> I always, and I say, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. I was just gonna say, I, I say children should play with dead things as far as I'm concerned. Oh, <laughs> I always enjoy when you like say, let's, let's do this movie. And I'm like, I've never seen it before. And it's like, Ooh, adventure time, you know? Cool. Good, 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 good. I was worried because I, I know your, your feelings on old movies and I, many people complain this is too slow. And I, you know, I, I didn't want you to be like, oh God, it's like a drag to get through. No, so I didn't cool. feel that way. And I'm very happy to give it a chance. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I, I'm going to wrap it up. Are you okay with that? That's fine. All right. So this is our second annual Halloween, uh, Mark's birthday bonus episode. And that means that if you're joining us, hopefully you, uh, have been with us this long. And we thank you from the bottom of our dark hearts because the more the scarier. That's right. And until next time, we hope you stay spooky.